Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What's good with everybody? You got Freddie Coleman back in Bristol. We got my man Chris Canty. He's coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Together we're in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We want to hear from you at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We kick off game one of the NBA Western Conference Finals in Denver. The Nuggets hosting Chris Canty's Lakers, 830 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and ESPN. Which player in the playoffs has the most to gain from winning an NBA title? It can be anybody from any of the four teams. Boston, Miami, Denver, and Los Angeles. 888-729-3776. Which player in the playoffs has the most to gain from winning a championship? All right, Chris, I'll start with you. What play in your mind is that it, it, have his game and his name be raised up if they're able to break through and win a championship? To me, it's Nikola Jokic. There, there's no question about it because you're talking about a guy that won back-to-back MVPs, and yet if you ask most NBA fans today who would they want to start a team with, most people wouldn't say Nikola Jokic. Now think about that. Giannis won back-to-back MVPs, and a lot of people look at him as the player that's that's the best the game has to offer today. If you're going to start a team, it's going to be him. I know some people will bring up Jason Tatum. Uh, I mean, but we don't really hear Nikola Jokic's name mentioned in that. And, and I think that, you know, when we talk about the two MVPs on his resume, a, a lot of folks don't necessarily look at that with yeah. any legitimacy. They say they're analytics MVPs, and they're not paying attention to how good of a basketball player he actually is I know that he doesn't necessarily have the athleticism that some of the better players in the league have uh, going for him but mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic from a fundamental standpoint from a court vision standpoint just from a skill standpoint I, I, I think he's right up there with the best in the game you know, we've heard it before you can make the argument that he's the best passing big man that we've seen in the history of the league I mean that's 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 saying something. So I just think Nikola Jokic, if he were able to win a title, okay. uh, think about the road he would have gone, um, having to beat well the Timberwolves. I'm not going to really put too much merit behind, but going through the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and then going through the L.A. Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and then potentially going through the Boston Celtics with Tatum and Brown. You're talking about having to deal with all NBA players from the semifinals on and finding a way to get it done when he's going against those guys head-to-head. To me, it's Nikola Jokic. There's no question about it. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but... Oh, I said it with all due respect. No, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the that. Geneva Convention. <laughs> Look it up. Not- to me, it's Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics, and you okay. mentioned his name, and all your points about Nikola Jokic are definitely spot on because I compare the Denver Nuggets, Chris, to the Buffalo Bills. I wanted to see how they were going to handle being the hunted instead of being the hunter. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. And Nikola Jokic has been a big part of this. No doubt about that. We saw the Buffalo Bills did not handle that that well, where everybody said, this is going to be their year. This is going to be the team. They're going to take down Kansas City. And they got the blood beaten out of them on their home field in the second round of playoffs by the Cincinnati Bengals. Denver at least has handled that a lot better because of Nikola Jokic. But I look at a guy like Jason Tatum. Here's why I believe that he has the most to gain over Nikola Jokic by winning a championship. We saw what he was able to do in the sixth game of the series, in the final minutes of that fourth quarter, where he outscored the Philadelphia 76ers, and then he went out there and put up a 51-piece burger with a two-piece biscuit on the heads of the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 7 at home. Because we've seen him have that kind of ability. 
but that takeover ability was something that we had not seen like that from a Jason Tatum. And also, to bring memory to your memory, this team last year had a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals against Golden State, and Jason Tatum did not play well enough, did not lift his team up enough, did not bring himself up enough to win that championship and close the deal. He was able to do that against the Philadelphia 76ers, and he did it that way. If he's able to bring an 18th championship to this Celtics team, and more than likely, he's going to have to go through the Los Angeles Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to win that series against the Denver Nuggets. But even had to go against Nikola Jokic, if he's able to play like that and do it to that level, I think that guy, more than Nikola Jokic, has the most to gain by winning an NBA championship. Well, playing for the Boston Celtics does have a little bit of luster that comes along with it, right? I mean, when you're considered one of the best players in that franchise's history, it hits a little different than if you're considered the best player in the Nuggets franchise history. So I'll I'll give you that. We're all pushed back on is seeing Jason Tatum rise to the occasion at the end of Game 6 in Philadelphia and and, in Game 7. We've seen some semblance of that from Jason Tatum. Just think back to last year's semifinal against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they're down 3-2 in Milwaukee, and Jason Tatum goes off for 46. Right. And they force a game seven back at the Garden, and they end up winning that game. So, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen Jason Tatum have moments where he goes nuclear in the postseason and he wills his team to win. I, 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 I will say this. Okay. I do want to see the Jason Tatum-Jalen Brown tandem actually get over the hump. Okay. And last year's finals felt like an absolute meltdown. It was. Uh, And so it feels like there's an opportunity out there in front of them. If they were to fall short for whatever reason, like if they don't get out of the series against Miami or if they don't win the NBA finals, I think it would be highly disappointing. Um, but I don't know if the, 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 the upside is there for Tatum and for Brown, for that matter, as opposed to what's there for Jokic. I mean, Jokic ultimately ends up being immortalized, cemented, um, you know, in terms of what, he, what his standing is in the history of the game, the pantheon of great players. Think about that. A guy that won back-to-back MVPs and was the runner-up for the MVP this season right? and having okay. a chance to legitimize all of those accolades with – a championship on his resume. Tatum ain't got no MVP hardware, dog. He don't. Like, like for all of the things that we've been saying about him being one of the best young players and how a lot of people want to start their teams with him, he ain't won no MVPs. He ain't, he ain't got that. Jokic has got two of them. Right. Okay. And Jokic is, you know, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Jokic waiting for him to get past the conference finals into an NBA finals. And if he ends up getting there and winning it, I think it, it, it it's a huge enhancement to his legacy, and it changes the perception how he's viewed, not just in NBA circles, but how he's viewed by NBA fans. And he can be celebrated by dad bots everywhere. Triple H <laughs> say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Canty, Freddie Coleman, and for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Ruben in Virginia, what player has the most to gain by winning a championship and why with the NBA Final Four? Uh, Jimmy Butler all day long. Only because if you look at the Miami Heat, this is the only Heat team that's been to a conference finals without LeBron James, right? So Jimmy Butler's got the pressure on him. He's got to get up under that shadow. The Heat is going to do it. I think the Heat is going to be there and see. He's been there before. Jimmy Butler just can't get punch drunk, and the Miami Heat can't be punch drunk over being in this position before. we got to be more focused. we got to be more in tune. we got to look at what we did last time to uh, actually go down what? I think they swept us in the bubble mm-hmm. last year. I mean, two, three years ago. So, Jimmy Butler, right now, this Heat team is the only team post-LeBron James that has been 
uh, a face in the playoffs. Okay. And I think he can do it this year. Okay, that that's fair. By the way, they were down three nothing, then got three to two before they scared the Lakers, who won that series in six when it was the bubble bubble Olympics. Yeah, that happened. yeah. And plus, Ruben's a little bit off with with the Heat's history in getting to conference finals, yeah. NBA finals, post LeBron. This is their third conference finals in the last four years mm-hmm. without LeBron. <laughs> without, they've done that without, without LeBron. LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. like, think about that. This is their third conference finals in the last four years. And Jimmy Butler is the biggest star that they have on his team. Now, not to minimize Jimmy Butler, because no. I think he's an absolute dog. Yeah. I'm with Ruben. I actually thought about Jimmy Buckets, mm-hmm. you know, being in that conversation. It just, it, it doesn't feel like Jimmy is at the level from a talent standpoint that Jokic and LeBron and AD and Jason Tatum are at, and yet this guy just puts his team in this situation every single time. Think about all of the second-round draft picks and the undrafted players that the Miami Heat have playing significant minutes for them in the playoffs. Like, that's attributed to good coaching, but also with a player being extension of the coaching staff and the front office from a culture standpoint, that is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the one that sets Heat culture. And – what we saw from him in the semis against the Knicks, dealing with the ankle injury early on in that series and finding a way to push through it, not coming off the court, not missing, like not wanting to miss games, even though he did miss a game. Like Jimmy Butler lays it all on the line and everybody else follows suit from him. So if he were to legitimize all of the hustle plays, all of the effort plays that we see him make, especially in the postseason with the championship, that absolutely will change how he's viewed when his career is all said and done. I don't think he has the most to gain from a championship because he's overachieved so much already. That that could be like that kind of cherry on top with Jimmy. But Butler. he goes. But here's the thing, I think he goes from being an overachiever to just a damn good NBA player. Yeah, but not. A, I, th- it, I, th- I think that's that change, that, That's the thing. I think that changes if he gets a championship because okay. all of a sudden, that's fair. you don't you, you don't look at him as the little overachiever, the little engine that could. Now, now he's you the look big at dog. It, you look at him as a dog because yeah. he's got that championship pedigree. And so I do think there, there's a lot of room for Jimmy to change how people look at him too yeah. and for people to to actually respect what the Miami Heat do and how they try to win because this is not an organization that's chasing after super teams anymore. No. They're done with that era of things. They do it with grit. They do it with toughness. They do it with effort. They do it by being well coached. And, and so to be able to legitimize that that style of program building with the championship, mm-hmm. not only does it do it, does it, does it, change things for Jimmy Butler and his legacy, but I think it does something for Coach Spolstra. It does something for Pat Riley, too. Okay. And also, he can be like in the movie if two can play that game. He's wearing the big draws now. That could be Jimmy Butler. They won the championship <laughs> with the Miami Heat. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which player has the most to gain from winning an NBA championship on the NBA Final Four? Big Norman, Florida. Who is that player and why? Hey, Freddie, coolest man on the radio. Appreciate you, brother. I'm doing. We're good, man. Thank you. It's got to be Anthony Davis. Okay, why Anthony Davis? I can't wait to hear this one. This ought to be good. Because he's the throwback big man. He's the one that gets the most shade from all the so-called experts. And I think that if he can step up, he could he could start a career for his own legacy. And Chris, go Giants. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen because it, 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 given love. Here's what, here's what I'll say. I, right. I mean, there is something to be said for another title for AD too. Because think about it. LeBron James missed about a month of the second half of the season. 
and AD held it down for him, so sure much did. so that the Lakers have had the best record in the entire NBA, including playoffs, going back to the trade deadline. That, that, that's AD. And, and I asked the question last week, Freddie C., about whose team is this? Now, I get LeBron James as the unquestioned leader, but it's undeniable the impact that AD has on both ends of the court and, mm-hmm. and seeing the correlation with his performance and the team's success. As AD goes yep. is how the Lakers go. Yep. So even though LeBron is the leader, like it's, it's unquestioned that Anthony Davis is the most important Laker. So this feels like somewhat an, official, an unofficial passing of the torch from LeBron to AD during this postseason. And if they were able to cap that with a championship – then I think it would do more for Anthony Davis's legacy than the first chip in the bubble did. There's no doubt because there's no way they're in the playoffs, much less getting into the Western Conference Finals, if Anthony Davis is not healthy playing like that. Yeah. As great as LeBron still is, it's a less of a greatness because LeBron's not going to be the same player that he was even five years ago, much less two years ago. But if they don't have Anthony Davis, not just having him on the court, Chris, but playing like that, playing like that kind of Anthony Davis where he was just transcended at both ends of the floor. He literally stopped one through five versus Golden State in that series. He literally did that. If he's not anywhere near that, LeBron James is probably thinking of a way out of Los Angeles to go somewhere else to try to win a championship because there's no way that he and the Lakers would be where they are, much less even getting into the playoffs, if Anthony Davis had not just shown up, but shown up like that. Keep weighing in. You can hit us up on Twitter anytime you want at ChrisCanty99. It's Chris's handle, my handle, the Coleman ESPN. Which NBA player among the NBA Final Four has the most to gain from winning a championship? Let us know at Coleman ESPN and at ChrisCanty99. Thanks for joining us here as we have Info Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Don't forget coverage of Lakers, Nuggets, Game 1 tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and 8.30 Eastern Time on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. But in the National Football League, the Jets have a very unhappy player. No, it's not Aaron Rodgers already. But it's somebody else who believes he's just as important as Aaron Rodgers. You'll find where that player is next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Are you planning to be the coach of the team next year? Yeah, I think I got two years left. As far as, you know, my coach, I thought he's done a fantastic job. He came in, we've, I think, got him better over the years. I thought he's done a great job. We have some savage people playing the music here who Charmaine Nameless, Bubba Paragon, Chris Canty, Freddie Cohen, and for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got that breaking news involving Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers. But first, this from NHTSA. Every day there are drivers on the road who decide not to buckle their seatbelts. Some of those drivers will be ticketed by law enforcement. Some of those drivers who crash won't make it home. Buckling up is the single most effective way to protect your life in the event of a crash and make it home safely to your loved ones. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Chris Canty said it best. Being coach of the year, not a good idea for future employment in the NBA. The 76ers, after three seasons on the job, dismissed Coach Doc Rivers. That's what sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Doc Rivers leading the Philadelphia 76ers to the Eastern Conference semifinals in each of the three seasons, Chris, that he's been on the job. And that was not enough for Dow Morris, the general manager, or the 76ers. They move on from Doc Rivers after three years on the job as 76ers head coach. Well, yeah, it's not like we didn't see this coming, Freddie C. Ray Charles could have seen this coming. <laughs> I mean, you got the right one, baby. Like, I feel like they they did they wow. got the right one when they wanted to pin the blame on why this team underachieved this year, mm-hmm. and it was Doc Rivers. I, I said it coming into the postseason that the Sixers, on top of overcoming their opponents in a given round in the playoffs, could potentially be in a situation where they have to overcome their head coach, just yeah. based on some of the gas that we saw Doc Rivers had in the postseason's past with the Sixers. So this is not a surprise for me. I- I'm shocked that a lot of other people are shocked that this actually took place. And so what now What now happens for the Philadelphia Sixers is a little less certain, but right. it was clear that a change needed to be made in order to get this core of players to break through. And starting with firing the coach and setting a new standard in terms of accountability – had to be the place that Daryl Morey and Sixers ownership had to look at. So I'm, I, 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 I expected to see this move. I, I never want to pull out the pom poms when somebody right. loses their job. No, but but this is something that needed to happen in order for the franchise to take full advantage of what they're getting from Joel Embiid, which is MVP caliber play. 
But a couple of things here with this, Freddie. See, now, now with the marketplace mm-hmm. and, and seeing Monty Williams out there, mm-hmm. Nick Nurse out there, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a clear and obvious opportunity for the Sixers to upgrade mm-hmm. when it comes to their coach. And I think it's also an opportunity for them to tinkle with the roster a little bit and see what direction they want to go in with that because James Harden has a player option. Tobias Harris is going into a contract year, so that's an expiring, and we've seen players with absurd contracts get moved when they have that expiring contract there. Teams looking to clear cap space. So it'll be... It'll be interesting to see how Daryl Morey handles this offseason with going through a coaching search, but then also having the opportunity to reshape this roster in his own image. So that mm-hmm. that that's also a big piece to this. But this was an obvious move that the Sixers had to make. And right now, I want to know uh-huh. what our resident Sixers fan, Cam Pratt, feels about yeah. the decision for the organization to move on from Doc. Yeah, speak on it, Mr. Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, it was inevitable. It was, uh, you know, you put all th- these three guys, Doc Rivers, James Harden, and Joel Embiid together, you're going to blow a series lead. So this was e- mm, wow. fairly easy to see coming, unfortunately. Doc takes the hit for, I think, a, a blown series that uh-huh. Game 6 definitely falls on him. I think Game 7, the players didn't show up. Yep. I think you've got Monty out there. You've got Nick Nurse out there. Um, I think those are the two main options. But mm-hmm. this was the right thing to do, but I don't think this was, like, entirely falling on him I think it the the blame is spread but obviously he's the one who's going to take the hit for it here's something else to that you mentioned the first part you can't blow series leads and we've seen Doc Rivers do that too much at Philadelphia 76ers to bring memory to people's memory remember that series lead that they had during the bubble of three games the one when he's with the Clippers couldn't finish off that series and it happened to Philadelphia 76 especially game six at home Jason Tatum was 0 for the day, practically, and you let him go off in the final six minutes of that fourth quarter, and then he put up a 51-burger on you in Game 7. So that's number one. But I'll say this, and this just me spitballing Chris and Cam and everybody out there here on Greeny, Mike Greenberg, Freddie Cole, and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, I guarantee you what James Harden said after Game 7 had a lot to do with Doc Rivers being fired. When you got here, you said that one of the reasons you wanted to come, if I'm not mistaken, was Doc. How has your relationship been with Doc and would you like to see him back? Uh, I mean, I don't, our relationship is okay. <laughs> he still has the ear. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey brought in James Harden because they have that kind of symbiotic relationship. <laughs> when I heard that on Sunday after Game 7, Chris, I said, boy, that doesn't sound good for anybody, especially your Doc Rivers. Daryl Morey is going to pay attention to people that he trusts. He didn't hire Doc Rivers. But he hired James Harden twice with the Houston Rockets and now the Philadelphia 76ers. When James Harden gave the home, <laughs> when he did that and said that, I said, I wonder how much of that goes a long way. We got our answer, Chris Canty, for forty-eight hours after he lost Game Seven to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, anytime the reporter asks you if you want to see your head coach back, and you give an answer other than yes, it means no. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's all. That's right. all you need to know. But here's what I'll say about that, Freddie C. If I'm Daryl Morey, I'm less inclined to consider what James Harden wants you versus be. what Joel Embiid wants. Sure. To me, that's the most important thing. I'm, I'm talking to the MVP. Harden once upon a time was the MVP in Houston where Morey was the GM, and that's cool. Like, you have significant say and sway over the organization, the decisions that we make when it comes to the coach, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, that's not the position that you're in especially when in the semis you had four games where you had four made field goals or less. Absolutely. I mean, for as great as you were in games one and four, you were a no-show the rest of the time. 
We can't win like that. We can't yeah. do high-level winning. But you know, the other thing you can't win a championship with, a head coach that has twice as many Game 7 losses as the second leading head coach in that category in NBA history. That's where Doc Rivers is. Doc Rivers has 10 Game 7 losses. The next closest coach in that statistic is Pat Riley. He's got five. Yeah, That's a problem for me. It is. That's yeah. a problem. So when you factor in the resume and the recent history from Doc, when you ask yourself the tough question, can this guy be a part of the solution in delivering a championship for this organization – I don't know how you can answer yes to that question definitively given what we've seen from him over the last three years. My question to you guys is, mm-hmm. does this now mean James Harden is more likely to stay in Philly since Maury is potentially listening to him Absolutely. not getting along with Doc? Absolutely. Okay. There's no doubt about that. Especially to add more numbers to this, Doc Rivers has lost 34 games that were closeout games in his NBA career. 34. Five straight game sevens. Five straight game sevens. So as much as I'm a Doc Rivers fan, I can't speak up for him to say he should have been given one more year. Those numbers you can't ignore. But let's be honest. Let's keep it real here. The reason Doc Rivers does not have a job is because the two guys that he needed to deliver didn't. We talk about playoff Jimmy, Chris. Yeah. Playoff James showed up again. For the Philadelphia 76ers. Because when they really needed him, what did he do in Game 7? Deferred to P.J. Tucker to allow him to shoot the basketball? That's what playoff James is all about, and that also cost Doc Rivers his job. Yeah, that P.J. Tucker move wasn't the best. I think the P.J. Tucker experiment failed. Even though he made more shots in Game 7, he has not been a willing participant in the offense. Essentially, when the Sixers are on offense, it's been 4-0-5. Like, they got to find something else. And, and that's on Daryl Moore. That ain't on nobody else. Like, like Daryl Moore went out and got P.J. Tucker because he thought he could be a part uh, of the solution, be the missing piece for them. He, he's not that guy. He's not the same guy that won a championship in, in Milwaukee. He's not the same guy that was out there in Houston. The one thing I will say when it comes to James Harden, he's no longer or first or second option for a championship contending team. If James Hobson – uh, James Harden is your third option, your tertiary option, then cool. You can compete for a championship. But the fact that he's been in that role as that number two has been a problem because he's going to go games where he's a no-show, but he's also going to give you games where he can drop 40-plus points. But I think when you start talking about stars mm-hmm. and superstars, the difference in the two is the level of consistency. And Harden is not at that point in his career where he can be that. And there's no reason to think that it's going to get better as he gets older. He's going to be going into his age 34 season. So to me, that's the work that Daryl Morey has cut out for him this offseason. Finding another player that, that's on that level that can be your second option where you can put together a trade package for and recruit into Philadelphia. That's what it's going to take on top of finding a better head coach than what you already had in place. But, guys, the one question I want to ask before we go to break. Okay. We saw two teams dismiss their head coach Mm -hmm. that were in the semis. Yep. The Phoenix Suns and the Sixers. Who's the more attractive job? And I know know at first blush people want to say Phoenix, but if you really think about it, Mm -hmm. who's the most attractive job? To me, it's still Phoenix because you still have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Okay. And here's why. You know what would make Philadelphia more attractive? Especially if you want to hire a guy like Nick Nurse, you better get Pascal Siakam to join that basketball team. This way, to back up your point, Chris, you reduce James Harden to being that facilitator, and you got two other guys that you can trust a little bit more when it comes to Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam. If that potential move can happen – then that becomes a more attractive job. But if not, as right now, a Devin Booker ascending and Kevin Durant still being Kevin Durant, 
I think that Phoenix Suns job is still a little bit more attractive than the Philadelphia Suns. Interesting. Interesting. I got to retort that when we come back. Oh, and we will retort that when it comes back. Chris Canty, Freddie coming in for Greenberg on, in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny here on ESPN Radio. We'll definitely talk about that retort that Chris Canty is going to have. And we'll also get you set for Lakers, Nuggets, game one. We'll do that coming up next, right after we give you a little of this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It's a great challenge, of course. We're going to play against uh, Lakers. You cannot relax. You need to play your game. Now we're stepping into another realm, like Bronsay, level three. So now we got to take our focus, awareness, up a level. The NBA got in touch with the NFL today. Game one of the Western Conference Finals happening tonight between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And that's the second story when it comes to Doc Rose being fired by the Philadelphia 76ers mere minutes ago. Chris Canty, Freddie coming together in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We'll talk about both of those things. Our man George Sedano does a great job for Seventeen ESPN LA in Los Angeles, and he'll be part of the coverage for the Western Conference Finals on ESPN Radio with Mark Kessler and PJ Carlismo. Game one tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'm also 8.30 on ESPN. George, before we get to that series, your thoughts on Doc Rivers being let go barely 48 hours after the Philadelphia 76 has lost to the Boston Celtics in the semifinals of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Freddie, not surprised. And I say this with a lot of respect. I, you know, Doc Rivers is a good coach. And Doc Rivers had a really good season this year. But they're judged coaches on playoff success as we judge star players on playoff success. And I just think that that team, the way it was currently constituted, although it was the best team probably they've had around Embiid, just there was something missing there. There was a little bit of a disconnect at times last year. There was a disconnect at times this year. And I think that particularly there was a disconnect between James Harden and Doc Rivers at times in his 
two years or so that he was there. George, we saw two teams dismiss their head coaches after losing in the semis, that being the Sixers and the Suns. From your perspective, which will be the more attractive job going into this coach hiring cycle? That's a great question, Chris. Um, You know, I'd probably take a slight lean towards the Suns only because I think the West is still more wide open than the East. I think the East is going to be Milwaukee and Boston and Miami and like the top of that East is just tough. Right, like those three teams. Even though Miami, I know everyone's like, "Oh, they're an eight seed," but they've been in the conference finals three of the last four years, so mm, they're right. they're legitimately always going to be in that conversation in the East. So, in the West, I, I I know the Lakers are good and the Nuggets are good, but I don't feel like any of them are at least on paper probably better than at least the top two teams on paper next year going into the Eastern Conference, which would still be Boston and probably Milwaukee. And depending on what Miami does in the offseason, they may be in that conversation too. So I I just think the East is harder uh, than the West. And that's probably the first time we've said that in well over 20 years. No doubt about that. George Sedano will be part of the coverage for the Western Conference Finals tonight on ESPN Radio. Also from 710 ESPN in Los Angeles, joining Freddie Coleman and Chris Canty on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Don't forget you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app or just click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny. And enjoy. George, do you think this is the last job for Doc Rivers in the NBA? Why or why not? No, no, no. I don't think it's the last job. Uh, I think that – I think Doc Rivers is – I don't want to say, like, that he's been falsely mischaracterized because the numbers speak for themselves. There have been some challenges for him, certainly, as the series go longer and they get to those elimination and deciding type games. Uh, I think the issue with Doc, perhaps, at times – um, maybe the connection or lack thereof with some of his players, and that's not just a Philadelphia thing. I also think that in his Clippers stint, there was a notion of maybe being a little too stubborn about his ways, particularly from a schematics standpoint. So I feel like every stop has had a little bit of a different scenario, but I think the one common thread is at times the players just tune him out. Now, you could say that happens with a lot of coaches, but it shouldn't happen with the coaches that have championship pedigrees. And he's one of those guys. I mean, he's one of the top 15 coaches of all time, according to the NBA. And it just feels like of all those guys that he's the one guy that, you know, you constantly hear rumblings about from players that they just didn't love playing for him as much as they should outside of that Celtics group. George, enough about teams that ain't playing. Let's talk about teams that are. My Lakers starting game one of the Western Conference Finals against the Denver Nuggets. And the game inside the game is the matchup between Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. Who do you give the edge in that individual matchup? And which player do you see being more impactful in this series overall? Canty, I think they're probably going to play to a stalemate if I had to really look at it. You know, I think Jokic will probably put up better offensive numbers, but we both know AD's impact on the defensive end. I don't think AD needs to score 30 to have an impactful game. I think that he can score, as we saw in that game six closeout, what did he have, 17 points and 20 rebounds? Yep. You know, So uh, he doesn't need to be scoring a ton to have impact on a game. Whereas Nikola, uh, he, he's no longer a poor defender. I would say he's about an average defender, but you know he's incredible. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. It's funny, I had a coach just tell me recently that he reminds him of a quarterback, Canty, where Hmm. he doesn't just pass the ball to where the guy is. He throws guys open. 
And not only does he throw them open, but he hits them in the shooting pocket right away. Mm -hmm. So he leads guys in a way with those passes that we've never really seen from the center position. And I just did a game with Hubie Brown, and I asked him, is he the best passing big man you've ever seen? And he said yes. He said the only thing he could think of is maybe Bill Walton um, during his prime pre uh, injuries and maybe Arvita Sabonis in his early days, even prior to arriving in the NBA. So he's an incredible company when you think about that. So I think those guys play to a stalemate. The matchup I want to see is LeBron versus Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that Aaron Gordon is some LeBron stopper, but Aaron Gordon has had real success against LeBron historically. Mm. LeBron has shot 39.5% in his career when Aaron Gordon is the primary defender and Aaron Gordon is coming off a really good series defensively against Kevin Durant. Uh, Aaron Gordon has got a really good two-man game with Nikola Jokic, who we just talked about. And I, I think that that matchup will be fascinating, especially because even though LeBron James says he went to the LeBron James of foot doctors, I still mm-hmm. feel like he's got two busted wheels still. And he's been dealing with some injuries this whole season. So I do think that's a matchup that I'm really focused on. George, just to follow up on what you said about AD and Jokic playing to a stalemate, which team does that favor in terms of their prospects of advancing to the NBA Finals if, in fact, that matchup does end up drawing even? I think a slight lean to Denver, mm. Canty, because I think that while Denver plays less guys in their rotation, I think their guys are more impactful because of that. They know their role, specifics uh, of their role, and they play their roles to a T. Whereas with the Lakers, they are perhaps a little deeper, but you don't get the consistency night in and night out. D'Angelo Russell, one night will play really well. Another night, he doesn't play so well. Same thing with like a Dennis Schroeder or a Rui Hachimura. Austin Reeves, while played, he played well late in that series, has had some ups and downs during the playoffs. He's never played these many games before in his career. So I think that that to me is the one edge that I think Denver has is the consistency of the others that aren't Nikola Jokic. Game one of the NBA Western Conference Finals. Nuggets hosting the Lakers presented by ND. Covers tonight begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations on Sirius XM Channel 80. My man George Sedano from 710 ESPN in Los Angeles will be a part of that coverage. Great stuff from him. By the way, check out his show Sedano and Cap 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific time on 710 ESPN LA. Joining Freddie Coleman, Chris Canty on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Great job as always, George. Enjoy the series as well. And you take care. You got it, guys. Have a great show. Thanks for having me. And by the way, Adrian Wojnarowski, when it comes back to the Philadelphia 76ers, he has reported, Chris, that the Sixers' search for a new coach is expected to include Mike Budenholzer, mm. Sam Cassell, mm-hmm. Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Monty Williams, and Mike D'Antoni. Wow, I completely forgot that the the Bucks also moved on from their head coach too. Mm-hmm. I just I just kind of went under the radar for me because of you know the scrutiny that Doc Rivers came into the, his postseason under, yeah. and of course with the situation with the Suns and Kevin Durant being joined in the team, the profile for Monty Williams changing. But but yeah, I mean you're talking about those teams that are in the semis dismissing their head coaches. And and now those coaches potentially being recycled and having stops at other teams that are going to be having championship aspirations going into next year. Uh, it's 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 going to be fascinating to see how all of this works out, Freddie C. But I yeah. would say this: if I'm the Sixers, Nick Nurse has got to be at the top of any list that I'm 
putting together in terms of head coaching candidates because of what he can do from an X's and O's standpoint on the offensive side of the court, being able to feature Joel Embiid in a different way than what we've seen over the past you know, half decade or so. Right. I think the prospects of that has to be exciting. A guy that won back-to-back scoring titles, MVP of the league, having a chance to take his game to even another level because of some of the things that the head coach can implement in his system. This is all the makers of Mike D'Antoni getting this job, man. Oh, my gosh. And don't I, say that. And I, I, I know that's the unpopular commentary for Sixers fans to hear that. But when you have history with somebody like Maury has with James Harden and Mike D'Antoni Chris has with him, this is all the makings of that happening. Nick Nurse should be the choice. Yeah. Monty Williams should be second. Yeah. Or if you want to flip that amount, I'm good. But this has all that makes Mike D'Antoni being six as head coach. No, nah, I don't want to see that, man. And I don't think NBA fans want to see that happen either, man. Don't <laughs> no. do that to Joel Embiid, man. I agree. Don't do, don't do that to Embiid. But, but, big fella, I want to get to tonight's matchup. Yeah, go ahead. Who, who you got? I mean, the line right now is Denver laying six points at home. Mm-hmm. What, what are you thinking with this matchup? I think the, the Nuggets win it by, by less than six. I think they win game one, but I think the Lakers get game two. But I got the Nuggets winning by less than six. So what you're saying is the Lakers are going to cover tonight. The Lakers will cover, yeah. Okay, Nuggets so, will win. So Lakers, Lakers plus six cover. is where you're going. Yeah, that, okay. That's exactly where I'm going. I'm not way. mad with that. I mean, the Lakers in the previous two rounds won game one, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. As a resident Lakers fan, I'm going to put that out there. I'm Shocking. Gonna, I'm, I'm always going to ride with my team. We'll see what happens, but <laughs> I, I'm rolling with the Lakers. It's a Harry next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.